opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for March 15th, 2022. My name is Herbie Allen, and... Today I am going to be making chocolate-flavored Victoria sponge cake. Now what's really interesting, and I only learned this a few minutes ago, um, it's actually not named for my new assistant. Well, she's kind of new, but you, you know her, because um, her our, my assistant for these calls now is Tori. Hello, Tori. Hello. And even though her full name is Victoria, it is actually not after named after Victoria. It's the... Uh, completely different and we'll get into the history of that a little bit later as we've got cooking to do although if anyone wants to give me royalties for it that is fine okay sounds good but nobody's ever given me royalties for herbie the love bug either um so uh it's not just me (laughs) no it's not i am sorry so this is a relatively simple cake it sounds like to make and along the way we're going to be getting tips and tricks from Tori with the Tori's tips and there's going to be time for your questions as well. Janine is baking along with me. So how it's going to work is during the baking process if you have questions raise your hand I will create gaps for uh, people to ask questions and I'm only going to, during the baking part, I'm only going to take questions directly related to what we are doing. If you have other things you want to discuss related to cooking or whatever, that'll be during the time when the cake is baking. All right. Now I am going to switch things over to our host, Diane, who is going to let you all know how to raise your hand and mute and unmute. Diane, welcome. Okay. Thank you, Herbie. All right, so to um, to unmute and raise your hand, first of all, uh, let me say that we are being recorded for um, security purposes. And um, so if you haven't hit the got it button, you need to do that first in order to be able to uh, unmute yourself. Now, to raise your hand and unmute with a PC, it's alt Y to raise your hand and Alt A to unmute. On a Mac, it's Option Y to raise your hand and Command Shift A to unmute. On your smartphone, uh, there will be a more button in the lower right corner of your screen. Uh, Double tap that and then look for the raised hand button. Just swipe until you find it and double tap again. And then to unmute, you'll be in the lower left corner of your screen. And finally, on a touchtone phone, to raise your hand will be star nine, and to unmute is star six. Uh, Thank you, Herbie. I'll turn it back to you. Thank you, Diane. All right, folks, let's get started with this cake. And by the way, if you subscribe to ACB Cooks at groups.io, you do get the entire recipe, including instructions in a written format. And if you also email acbcooks at gmail.com, if you've not been subscribed to that list, then uh, 
Courtney, I'm sure, would be very happy to uh, forward back to you that recipe. So the first thing we are going to need is three-fourths cup of flour, which in the British uh, recipe format is six ounces. But um, we're going to do this. So what I've got here is a sack of flour. And by the way, we're going to need two mixing bowls for this one for the wet ingredients, one for the dry ingredients, and you could technically perhaps even mix it all in one bowl if you wanted. Did you say we could do that, Tori, or did you say we should yeah. use two sips? Uh, no, you can put it all in one bowl. I usually do, um, because apart from anything else, I don't have a dishwasher, so it lets me to wash up. Um, very good point. Neither do I. So we're going to do this all in one bowl, guys. So um, uh, does it matter which order we go in then? I usually put the dry ingredients first, but it doesn't really matter. All right. Well, that's what I was planning on doing anyway, but uh, I'm glad for that confirmation. So what I've got here now is a sack of flour. Actually, they give me these smaller sacks, but that's fine. So if you've never dealt with flour before, um, the first thing you need to know is, of course, how to open it. And it's this interesting seal that they've put on here that they usually don't put on flour okay so there's like a perforated top that we have to deal with so we kind of have to tear it open a little bit okay this is not going to be fun but what i do is once i open my flour i put it in a storage container so because um, the sacks are not very well um, seal-proof once it's open. Okay, so now I've got my flour open. I've got a three-fourths cup measuring cup that uh, in my hand that I got from Blind My Smart. But if you do not have that, then just one-fourth cup three times is the equivalent. So I'm going to... Well... Scooping is only going to get me so far, so I want to make sure we have enough flour because it's only like half full. So I'm going to hold this over the bowl and kind of pour out. If we get any extra flour, that's fine because it's just going to end up in the bowl and too much, not too much extra flour is not going to hurt anything. So there's that is in the bowl okay where's my flour container there it is let's put you in there oops i did hot that and where's my lid and flour is very susceptible to um mold and whatnot so you want to kind of deal with it right away so there is our three-fourths cup flour now I'm going to look at the recipe, see what we next, and what we need is... Okay, here we go. Okay, we need two tablespoons cocoa powder. Not much, it doesn't seem like, but okay. So, first of all, let's see. Um, I know I had my tablespoon earlier. Here's my tablespoon. And you, you want them to be heaped tablespoons. 
Oh, now you tell me. No, just kidding. I, 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 I must admit, I do not have any objection to that. Um, because we... Alright, so cocoa, um, I've seen it come in two different types of containers, round or rectangular. This one is a round one. It comes with a plastic film on top that we are going to pull off. I'm going to throw the film away, and now, again, as I did with the flour, I'm going to hold the cocoa over the bowl, and I'm going to scoop. Ooh, we're getting a heap tablespoon. And again, the extra is going to go into the batter, which with the cocoa, at least in the, your cook's humble opinion, extra is a good thing. Unless you're using raw cocoa powder, in which case you want level tablespoons and you want to watch not to do too much or it'll become very bitter. Good to know. And yeah, I can imagine because even just the processed stuff is bitter. All right. But that's where we're going to sweeten it up with the sugar. So do we have any raised hands so far? Yes, we do. All right. First is Jewel. Jewel, good morning. Good morning. Um, does it matter what kind of cocoa powder it is? I have Christian no. special dark. Nope, doesn't matter. Awesome. All right. I think was it you or somebody else that was telling me once about there's such a thing as white chocolate cocoa powder, and I need to look into that. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Excellent. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yes, I am. Ah, uh, it belongs to Chanel. Chanel. Hello. Unfortunately, we don't get to hear the birdies chirping too much. They were a minute ago, but I wanted to say, um, if people want to subscribe, don't forget that sub plus subscribe symbol. So ACB Cooks plus subscribe at groups.io. And also, how do you know? So you said the recipe was you had to use three bowls, but then Tori said it was okay to put it all together. So how do you know when you actually have when you have to mix things separately versus when you put them together and I know Janine a while ago gave a reason for why you want to separate things and do them in order but how do you know when it matters and when it doesn't uh, so we are getting some birdies really. by the way okay okay I'll mute no you're good no you're good I'm just saying that's a good thing we're getting birdies and okay. I guess the dog barking is Victoria okay. uh, yeah sorry <laughs> I, I thought that was actually outside so wow okay anyway go ahead um I'm, I'm gonna defer to Tori's judgment on this one actually so go ahead Tori Mostly, it's a case of practice and experience. If you're not sure, then do what the recipe says. Okay. That uh, um, you you learn um, what mixes well together versus what you need to mix separately to get it to combine properly. Oh, all right. Awesome. Um, Herbie, can I take that one too? You can. Go ahead. So, Chanel, when I make cookies um, I, it, and cakes, um, usually it says to keep the dry ingredients separate and do the wet. So I'll usually do the butters, cream the butter and sugar with the eggs because I add the eggs one at a time. And again, I use a hand, I use a stand mixer. You can do it by hand too. Those are n lot, nice, so nice. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you want to keep your dry separate because that's just how a lot of ingredients are. And I've taken a bunch of cooking classes and for some reason you just are supposed to keep 
your dry ingredients and then mix them together or sift them together. So um, you do keep them in a different bowl. And plus, um, there's dry measuring cups and wet measuring cups, but we're not having to deal with that today. But there's um, there's different measuring cups you want to use. Like the Pyrex ones are like for liquids. And then the the kind, the probably the one Herbie has from the blind mini mall are the dry ones. I have so many of those, but yeah. So you want to keep your dry and then mix them with your wet usually. But if you want to mix them in one bowl too, and Herbie wanted them three bowls because Herbie's tip with eggs is to crack your eggs into bowls. And I'm sure he's going to get there um, later today, but some of us just crack our eggs in and, and are brave with our eggshells. Um, so, so the, the reason, so so the reason for the three bowls actually had everything to do with how I understood what we were supposed to do with the recipe, just looking at it uh, and it, on its face. So because the recipe says to mix the eggs and then add them like one at a time to the cream, so it had more to do really with just what the recipe, what it sounded like it was telling me to do. So Th this is why I said it's more it's more a case of practice and experience. You learn um, through trial and error and through working with the different ingredients when you can just say, you know what, I'll just throw them in the same bowl. And when you have to keep those wet ingredients separate and add stuff in the way that it says. Mm -hmm. One tip, though, if you put the dry first and then add the wet, I do find sometimes the flour and the sugar might fly out of the bowl. Um, so that's why I do the wet first and then pour the dry into because it gives some it's something to cling to instead of just turning on my KitchenAid and the dry going <laughs> everywhere in my right. kitchen. We're, we're doing all this one by hand today, yeah, but that is definitely so good. a good tip. So good. Yeah, if you're doing it by hand, it doesn't matter so much because that's less likely to happen. But yeah, if you're using a blender, um, then um, sometimes that can happen. All right. Well, I wish I could be doing this call out in the sunshine, but... Uh, oh, it's lovely. Anyways. All right. Well, thank you, Chanel. That is an awesome question. Remember, guys, the only dumb question is the one that is not asked. So, all right, Diane, who do we have next? Uh, we have no more raised hands. All right. So next it calls for one cup of sugar. And again, I'm going to pour the sugar into the cup. This I have the packet of sugar that's already opened. And a little bit of extra sugar isn't going to hurt no one. Right, right. I mean, if you're eating this cake, you're not doing it to be healthy, most likely. So, um, If you are, you're eating the wrong cake. <laughs> exactly. So if uh, you're, you're worried about watching your sugar, this is... And I'm one of those, by the way, so, you know, I'm not trying to put anybody down. Um, I should be more well-behaved, but, uh, yeah. Um, there's no hope for me. It's all good. Um, I don't know if the uh, person on the... the, 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 the we, we actually had a uh, discussion on another call the other day on what foods should be banned, and uh, somebody said that uh, sugar should be uh, banned, so... Um, unfortunately, I, I don't know if they're on the call today or not, but, uh, we need the sugar for this. Well, a tip though, if you want to, um, cut down the sugar a little bit for any reason, you can, um, replace a little bit of it with some cinnamon that will give you the sweetness without so much sugar. Okay. That's a very good tip. This is why I've allowed, Tori, this is why I've had Tori be my assistant here, guys, because she has so many tips that uh, it's amazing um 
Okay, so next we need one cup margarine, which is two sticks softened or one cup butter, whichever one you want to use. It does not matter, um, except that, you know, butter is healthier for you in terms of uh, there's no extra definite. Um, I do hear somebody unmuted that I don't think they are uh, cooking along. So if you, unless you are cooking along, uh, please, uh, we have birds chirping. Everybody else can stay muted. Okay. Um, but, you know, like we had a discussion recently on uh, Janine's call, I think it was, about, you know, like the grated cheese and, you know, pre-grated as opposed to buying it whole. And so if you, you know, butter and margarine, in my opinion, is pretty much the same type of discussion. You can get the real thing or you can get, um, you know, stuff that has extra stuff in it. Okay, well, I thought I'd taken two sticks of butter out to soften, but apparently I'm losing my mind. So... Oh, you already lost it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, yes, like you said, Hobie, there's no hope for you. It's too late. No hope for you. Exactly. We got you. <laughs> Your, your butter can be hard like mine was and soften it in the microwave. Oh, we don't need to do that because guess what I've got? I've actually got tubbed butter as well. Oh, which, ah. So I prefer oh. stick butter for baking and for cooking. Like I prefer to use, for instance, the unsalted stick butter for mm. eggs is um, a really good way to go in my opinion. So... It's, um, we're going to use the tub butter. Now, getting it out the tub is going to be interesting. So what I'm going to do here is, I'm going to cheat a little bit, but I'm washing my hands before doing this. Um, like I said, I originally intended to use the sticks, and that's okay. So I'm going to, you can use a spoon if you want, or like I said, very clean a spatula would be good. Spatula would also be good. Yes, it. Or you can use yes. your the spoons you were born with. Exactly, and yeah. I'm using the spoons I was born with because I'm going to be I'd be using them anyway to level out. So I'm just taking out large scoops here. It also uh, helps in my case. I'm usually the one that uses this butter anyway, but uh, so. Um, <laughs> That is that is also a fact. I mean, I wouldn't. I still would do this with clean hands, regardless. But um, okay, so I'm just putting the butter in and I'm smushing it down, so it's going to be one perfect lump. We can get in a little bit more. You know, here's the question though: Are we actually born with spoons or forks? You know, because sporks. Um, sporks. There you go. Okay. There we go. All right, now I'm going to take this over to my bowl, and we are going to tap the side of it. Oh, fine. I guess I'm going to have to scoop you out into the bowl, but that's okay. One lump of butter, two lumps of butter, and um, Spreadable butter, like I said, I like this, you know, for a toast and spreading and stuff. I like the stick butter, especially the unsalted for, you know, I've demonstrated how I do scrambled eggs in the past. I like to use butter 
as my cooking agent rather than oil because of how it affects the taste. I'm missing two sticks butter somewhere and I hope that they're in the fridge, but I'm going to find them and give them a good home back in the fridge later on. Okay, now that we've got... Me one, one question. Were we supposed to preheat our oven? I have my oven preheated, yes. I always what, do that with baking, though. That, yeah, uh, just for those of us cooking with you, what were we supposed I to do? mention that, yes. Yeah, I just want to, for those who are cooking, um, I preheated mine, but if anyone else is, then what were we preheating that to? Sorry, I wanted to catch that now before we kept going. Um, well, you technically, you actually either can or or can just put it in and it, gives, it takes a bit longer to cook um, because I personally always put mine into a cold oven because otherwise I burn my hand when I go to put it in. Ah. Um, but I know that my nan always did preheat hers. So I'll talk about how I put stuff in the oven, and I've never burned myself yet doing this. Um, but if you're going to do it in the cold oven, just make sure you factor in the time that it takes to bake, you know, and how much time it takes for your oven to preheat. So it recommends 375 if I, you're using electric, and I believe it's saying 400 for gas. So... Um, um, yeah, that kind of range. So, which, depending on uh, on the, um, your oven type, like fans versus not fan, and everything, whoever you want it, you'll know from using your oven um, whether it cooks things quickly or slower. If it's a, the type that cooks relatively quickly, um, then you want to go down to the six seven five. If your oven's the kind that's gonna that you usually end up taking a bit longer than it says to cook stuff, then you want to go up to the four hundred. All right. Um, while we're doing this, I'm just cracking the eggs and putting them in the bowl. I'm actually using the same bowl for the eggs. Sometimes I'll use the separate bowl. It really just depends on what I'm baking. And now I'm washing my hands again because they did get raw egg, and so you want to. Especially wash your hands when dealing with raw stuff because it can spread bacteria and that would not be pleasant for anybody. Now I'm going to put the, this carton back in the fridge. Um, it only has one more egg. That's okay. I have another carton. Okay, so I put in the eggs and then the other thing I have not put in yet is the baking powder which if I recall calls for two, um, was it two teaspoons or two tablespoons? Uh, it should have been teaspoons. I um, read that oh. as tablespoons earlier, but it should have been teaspoons. All right. So let us see if I can find my teaspoon. There we go. Um... My spoons like to disappear on me. There is my teaspoon. I tell you, my silverware, it has a mind of its own. I don't know what is up with it. Silverware, socks, they tend to... I know socks are not related to cooking, but that's how these things go. Okay, so I've got the baking powder. Again, I can tell that it's baking powder in a number of ways. The type of container that it's in, it's a small cylindrical round container. About what? eight inches high maybe 
Um, usually the thing I can sometimes confuse it with is cornstarch, but they do feel different. Cornstarch is a much more stiffer feeling, but uh, also, again, of course, you can use barcode scanners to find these things too, or IRA or Be My Eyes if you feel so inclined. Okay, tablespoon, teaspoon, sorry, number one. And I have a big mixing bowl that I'm using for this, so hopefully nothing will come flying out. Okay, and tablespoon number two. There we go. Teaspoon. All right. What? Teaspoon. Teaspoon, yes. It is a teaspoon that I'm using. Uh, um, See, you did it too. <laughs> I did it. It's very easy to mix them up, and you have to be careful when reading because you have to see that B in there when it says tablespoon or teaspoon. Yes. All right. Now, where did my lid go? There is my lid for the baking powder. Damn. Uh, do we have any raised hands? Uh, no, sir, we don't. All right. Then... And Janine, how are we doing over there? I'm good. I, I finally got my last ingredient. So I uh, put my butter and I added my sugar. And now I'm about to add the flour, baking powder, and cocoa and turn it on and mix it. I don't know if you heard me cracking my eggs, but I muted because, you know, my KitchenAid's louder than yep. my hand. All right. So now that so we've done all good, this, I'm really excited. All right. So am I. Now we are going to stir. I'm just going to use a regular spoon for this. Normally I'd actually at least mix the dry ingredients together before adding in the wet, but um, got to be mindful of the time here. So uh, now, by the way, folks, if you do have any questions, now is a good time. I'm Right now the butter is the trickiest thing to work with because it's kind of all lumped together. I should have... Uh, Tried to spread it out, but now we're starting to get somewhere as this thing gets stiff. Okay, so we've got a butter ball. Um, hey, I got butter ball. Does that mean I can make a turkey? Um, not today. Not today. Okay. Okay, we do have a raised hand. All right. It's Jewel G. Jewel G. Hi. Um, I wanted to know if we're using just a regular cake pan or if there's a special cake pan for a sponge cake. So that is a very good question. So the recipe gives you two alternatives. One, it recommends sandwich tins, which are basically like a round cake pan. But I'm going to just use a 13 by 9 pan for this and make it a single layer cake. Um, so is that a round cake pan or is that a, like a casserole pan? It can be any kind of pan you want. I've used a casserole cake pan and a casserole. Um, the main difference really will be that um, the bigger your pan, the more chance there is you'll have to increase the cooking time slightly. Okay, so if I were to use like little bitty um, uh, metal molds, I can make little bitty individual cakes, can I? Yes, and then just cook it for less time, yes. Awesome, thank you. Okay, we have another um, raised hand. Um, this is a phone number, area code 615, ending in 020. And if you can give me your name, I will rename you as well. All right. Hello, good morning. My name is Shirley uh, in Waltham, Massachusetts. Welcome, Shirley. 
Thanks. So my question is, I'm writing the recipe down. So was it three-quarter cups of flour? Yes. Okay. And then how many eggs did you put? Two. Two eggs. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And uh, we'd love to hear from you if you try, for those of you that try this recipe, how it turns out. And, um, okay, it's definitely getting stiff here. That's a good thing. Um, okay, this butter is still, I can tell it's still a little bit clumped. All right. So, by the way, folks, I want to talk about some future uh, cooking calls. So one of the questions I got in regards to things that I cook, do I ever do anything with beef? Mm. Okay. Okay. Boy, I just did something really dumb. Oh, what was Where's that? the beef, Herbie? Where's the beef? All right. Hold on. I got to make sure everything's okay with my host first, guys. Um, Diane? Yes. You said you did something really. Are you? Uh, is everything? No, I'm. There? No, no. Every everything is good. I just renamed a person to rename instead of Shirley. Oops. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, we may have two Shirleys then, and uh, she is serious. And uh, Sh Shirley, she's serious. So okay. Um. Uh, if 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 you, it says your name is Shirley and it, that's not actually your name, let Diane know so she can give you your name back. <laughs> Unless you want to be Shirley, I mean, we maybe Unless you want to be renamed, yeah, yeah. That is certainly your prerogative. <laughs> so before you go on, um, do you spray your pan that we're going to put this in? And um, is a bun pan cool, Tori? Yeah, a bun pan is cool, and uh, you can either slightly spray your pan, slightly grease it, or slightly flour it um, if you want to. Basically, whatever you do that makes stuff not stick so much normally when you're baking, do that. So or then how long would you bake it in a bun pan? Yeah. The same way you would in the other stuff. You just sort out, like, prepare your pan like you would. Um, and is the amount of mixture in there that's right for the pan. But how long do you cook it for? Um, the problem is it varies depending on the exact size of the pan yeah. and, the, and your oven. So yeah. if you're using something that's not a regular sandwich tin or large cake tin, then I would suggest you give it 10 minutes and then check on it and um, see if... if you if you stick a um, skewer or knife in the middle and it comes out gooey, it's not done. Okay, awesome. I'm gonna use right. a silicone pan, so I'm very excited. It should pop out. And I'm going oh, yeah. to try the bunt pan, so we're gonna see how that turns out. We're gonna do it together, Herbie. Then awesome. Here we have another raised hand, uh, Chanel. Chanel. Yeah. So. Two questions. What makes a sponge cake different from another type of cake? And is a bump pan a round pan? Um, there isn't really a difference between a sponge cake and another cake. It's just what we call it. Oh, okay. And, so, and, and yes, a bump pan is usually a round pan, but it's a... Um, uh, I believe it's a round pan with a hole in the middle. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
But we're going to do something here since my questioner happens to just be uh, not far away. So, um, Chanel, you want to go on mute for this. Okay, so... um, So this, um, there are bun pans you can get in different shapes. Like you can get them. Okay. So this I, is I what a bun pan feels her. like. Oh, kind of like the pan thingy that the KFC cake comes in. Yes, you know, those KFC cakes. Yes, yeah, so they they did a. Uh, it was a similar shape. So and you can see like this hole. Yeah. In the center, this. Um, yep. It's like a hole. It's like this. Like a bagel thingy. Like a bagel shape. Yep, like a bagel shape. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, look at it. Okay, guys. So yeah, um, since uh, Chanel is uh, literally a few steps away, why not show her what the pan looks like uh, before uh, putting the cake batter in? So I'm just spraying the sides and the bottom here with some Pam. Um, I know Liz had mentioned some alternatives I could try to Pam, and I need to uh, look into that. But I do remember you talking about that, Liz, if you were on the call. Um, I'm hearing some rattling. I don't know if it's uh, one of my cooking people. But, um, okay. all right. So how we, we want to make sure, of course, when dealing with this cake, that uh, putting it in the bunt pan, at least, we're not going to push it through the center of the hole. But if you're just doing a regular 13 by 9 pan, you can just pour it in or try to pour it in. I imagine this is probably a bit of a stiff batter. Yes, so um, you may still have to use your spoon anyway to scrape it out. So I'm, or you can again use nature's method of fingers, which for the bump pan I'm going to. So I'm just using my hands to kind of spread it out. We're going to get all the mixture in here. Um, again, you do have to wash your hands for this. But when it comes to I find with me personally, I find like with cooking, I can use utensils a lot more easier than I can with baking. Um, and I don't know if it's just like a spatial concept thing or whatever. It's the fact that cooking, I'm not yeah, dealing I as find, much with stiff batters. Um, I find the same kind of thing. I tend to use my hand a lot if I'm baking. Yep. So. Yep. And you have two raised hands if you would like All to. All right. Speaking um, of hands. <laughs> give me just a second, guys. We will get to you, I promise. Uh, I want to describe what I'm doing here. So I'm just holding the bowl over the cake pan, and I'm using my hands to scoop out as much of the batter as I can, which is a majority of it. And I see some sugar didn't get stirred in on the side. And what I'm going to do now is... Just, again, use my hand to kind of, both hands to level out the batter. And I'm going to make sure that nothing is really touching the side of the um, uh, funnel here. At least uh, things are going to rise up. So we're going to have kind of like a roundish type cake. And I'm just doing what I can here to... Uh, level it out. Spoon might actually be easier for this now that I think about it, but that's all right. Um, okay. Well, I wash my hands. Let's go to raise hand number one. Okay. Linda. Linda. Hi, I was wondering, there's no salt in the recipe. Is that correct? That's correct. That is correct. 
All right. Next is Jewel. Jewel, yes. That's a quick question. Um, I decided to do it in a muffin pan because it'll make it easier for my housemate to bring them to work. Mm-hmm. Um, do I, should I use muffin, um, the muffin uh, papers, or should I mist it with oil? That's up to you. Either okay. works. So, so whichever here, you find easier. Yeah, I was going to recommend, though, that if you're going to be bringing it to, like, if you're going to have your housemate bring it to work, I would probably use the uh, foil tins. The, the foil just because then they're the, already wrapped yeah, the up papers, something. Yeah, it would. I mean, if if they're going to be being transported, then the papers are a great option because then you just lift the papers out and you're ready to take them. That's a great idea. I didn't even think about them. I, um, I was planning to put these in little um, sealed bowls, like little. Um, yeah, cups. yeah, but it'll be easier to like just grab them out and put them in whatever you're putting them in to transport them if um, they're in the papers. So whichever you find easier, really, can be done. Um, I'll try papers. So yeah. Cool. Thank All right. you. You could always do half with the papers and half without too. So that way, or if you have multiple muffin pans, um, one pan tray with the papers, with tray, without. tray without. So that way you can have the best of both worlds and see which one works out best for you. So, you know, for your future, um, um, things. All right. Reference. So now, yep. Perfect. All right. So let's talk about the oven. If we have any more raised hands, we will get to you in just a second, guys. So I have my oven heated already and the way I do things is I'm standing in front of the oven, yep, and I'm opening it, and I'm facing the heat head on, but that's fine. So I'm not going to bend down completely. I'm just bending down enough to where I can move my pan right where the rack is. See, I'm pounding the rack with my pan. I know exactly where it's at, so I'm sliding the pan in, and... There, now we're going to close it. I did not move the rack out of the oven. I will mention, though, I do have good spatial orientation, so maybe that is an unfair factor. I don't know, but um, Amazon, set timer for 10 minutes. 10 minutes, starting now. All right, so we're going to check on this, and as you heard, in 10 minutes, and... Okay, we're doing good time-wise, um, so I'm pleased about that. All right, Diane, do we have any more raised hands? No, sir. All right, so anyway, guys, so I was, I was going to mention, the question came up, do I cook anything other than chicken meat-wise? Well, if you came on some of my early cooking calls, you would uh, actually remember that I have done tacos and hamburger helper. So that involves beef, but uh, just to show you all that I do actually cook with uh, Janine's friends. I do cook Janine's friends, the cows. Um, next time we will do some kind of beef dish. I haven't fully decided what yet. You can let them live, Herbie. It's okay. I mean, you know. I know. They're your friends. Well, but uh, they're oh, everybody yeah. else's food. I, I, I encourage you to eat all my friends. But you're doing a beef dish, a beef dish next time. I'm going to do a beef dish next time, and then I actually am going to do a chicken dish the following time. The reason why I cook more with chicken than beef when it comes to recipes is just I feel like I can have a lot more fun 
with chicken. It's easier to work with in terms of, you know, you can put it in a batter and fry it, and you can, I mean, you, you can kind of do that with beef too, but beef you do have to sometimes do, depending on what you're wanting. Hi, birds. Oh, hi, birds. <laughs> I love those birds. So do I. Um, you have to, t depending on if you're working with ground beef, you may have to do some shaping in the patties. Um, so, I mean, I could do something as simple as like, you know, hamburgers and fries if people want that, or if uh, you guys want something more elaborate, like a, a casserole or meatballs or something like that, I can do that too. I'm definitely open to uh, feedback before I make a final decision. The chicken I'm going to do though, I do know this one, it's going to be a sesame chicken. So, that looks great with tofu too. And that mm -hmm. works great with tofu too. And that's why we have Tori here to a defend all the uh, animals and which save I don't have anything. Friends. Thank you, Tori, to save my friends. And I, I, I do have to be honest with you. I mean, I have nothing against vegan. You know, it's really the way you ideal way to live. It's the healthiest. It's uh, um, the way humanity used to be. I'm not going to go into the whole lectures. So, you know, uh, but I do love meat and, uh, and no, I'm not I still like you anyway. Way. All right, that's, that's like good. So, will you be cooking next week, Kirby? Or um, are you every other week, Kirby? I usually do this every other week, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we have but, to call on Sunday, so they have them to look, Courtney, to look forward to this, right? They do, yes, yes. And um, Courtney, I don't know if you're on the call, but if you you are carrier on the call and you know what you're making, let us know. But uh, in the meantime, do we have any raised hands? Yes, we do. All right, Chanel. Chanel. Yeah, I know. I was, you know, piping, unmuting a little bit uh, sooner, just so you could hear the birds. But um, another we, thing, we, you do we like them. What? We like the birds, so it's all good. Okay. Well, one thing you did make one time was meatloaf, and I would love it if you That's could right. make me that sesame uh, tofu, because I'd love to eat Because sometimes I don't always like the taste of chicken or um, whatever. And we, you and I, Herbie, have made a nut loaf a long time ago, or maybe there's a, a like a veggie patty recipe or loaf patty recipe that, that Tori has. I that nut loaf again. Make. That, 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 you know what? We, we'll definitely make that nut loaf for you on the cooking it's, call. Um, I can, it wasn't my favorite, but it was still good. I can easily provide you with some options for making um, veggie so, patties and tofu. yummy. And Tori, I'm going to give okay. you my sesame chicken recipe, and you can give me ideas on how I can adapt the tofu to it. And so, okay. um, speaking and of I'm smelling chocolate, by the way, guys. Speaking so. of adaptations, I have some suggestions for people who want to adapt this recipe to make it either vegan friendly or even gluten free. All right. Um, before we get to that, do we have any more raised hands? I'm going to get yes, to our raised do. hands and then we we'll get two. to Tori's adaptations. All right. We have two. Uh, two? First yep. is Carrie. Carrie, welcome. Hey, Herbie. This is Carrie from In the Kitchen with Courtney Carrie. Yep. And so this Sunday, we will be doing meatballs, and um, we're going to do it in an Instapot, but we're also going to try to do a conversion to a standard oven for everybody. All right. The, one of the recipes I came across, and unfortunately calls for a crock pot, is some barbecue meatballs. So 
but then I do have one that uh, doesn't call for a crock pot. But uh, um, all right, that sounds good. I, Thanks, Carrie. Yep, yep. Thank you, Carrie. I've yet to get into the. I, I need to get an Instapot really and start playing around with that thing too. Because I hear I, it's a good replacement for a crock pot. So. Um, which I don't have one of those either, so it's all good. Um, okay, who do we have next? Jewel. Jewel. I just wanted to let y'all know if um, if somebody decides to do muffins, muffin-sized uh, cakes, it makes 10 um, regular-sized muffins. Oh. Um, right. Thanks for that. Um, and I wanted to also point out, if you have trouble with the oven, um, I like your method. But if you want extra safety, if you're nervous, get a pair of grilling gloves from like wherever, you know, grilling gloves, Walmart, Target, Home Depot, they all have them. Um, grilling gloves will work really well and they're a little longer. So they go a little yes. far forearm and we have them. I love them. Mm-hmm. Very good. I agree with all her. Right, I have my arm too. That's a great tip. Yep. All right. Um, do we have any more raised hands? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, Tanya. Tanya, welcome. Hey, Herbie. Uh, Herbie, can you um, do like uh, chicken pot pie? Uh, I can do a chicken pot pie, yes. Oh, cool, because I made it one time myself. Oh, my God, and my family love it. <laughs> Right, I'm going to get enough ideas. I may be able to uh, convert this call to for a while to weekly, guys. Um, okay. So. I mean, you know, my family loved it anyway, and they really wanted to know where in the world I got the recipe from. I went to the website called recipe.com, and that's where I got it from. I printed it out and, and started making it. And All they right. didn't have no idea I made it from scratch. Excellent. Well, I do have a chicken pot pie recipe that Chanel actually loves. I'm, I mean, I honestly, I like the stuff. I'm not a big fa- chicken pot pie fan myself, but I do know how to make it, and I will gladly show you all my recipe. I can tell you off the top of my head. It calls for biscuit baking mix. It calls for chicken, of course, and like the chicken broth, and there's it's recommended veggies. Um, the ones I'd use would be a little bit different if I was making it for myself, onions and peppers. Mm-mm-mm. But, uh... Courtney did do one a couple of weeks ago, actually. Awesome. Yes, she did. And, um, if you subscribe to our... Don't forget, there is a cooking groups list, by the way, that uh, involves all three of these cooking calls. ACB Cooks plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And uh, you can get all these recipes that we're doing. And um, I'm going to be starting posting uh, links to uh, the recordings of these calls as well. I've just been a bit behind on that. Okay, do we have any more? Yes, we raised- do. Yes. Um, by the way, it's um, 46 minutes to the yep. top of the hour. And um, all right, I need Chanel. to get next to my oven. Chanel, yes. All right. So I still would love it if somebody can make a quiche. I know we kind of talked that about that on Janine's call, but also, yeah, I love the pot pie. Just don't put any lima beans or peas or anything mushy like that in mine and we'll be all good. So, um, so and I but guess if I put onions and peppers in there, you'll still eat it. Um, 
onions, as long as everything's chopped up like really, really super, super fine. So I don't have to deal with the texture, which probably wouldn't even make it. <laughs> now you can, we can try to have them in there, but then you'd have to have mushrooms. So you wouldn't like that. Now, there are some <laughs> levels I cannot stoop down to, but all right, guys, as much as I'd love to banter, we <laughs> Are you not a fun guy, Herbie? I am not a fun guy. So, what was that real quick? I said that Keith is coming next, um, my next cooking call for her. So Perfect. Because she asked me last time, so yeah. Amazon, stop. Okay, we're going to check on this cake, guys. If we have any more raised hands, we will get to you. So, again, I you can stand to the side of the oven if you prefer. I prefer to be more in front of the oven just because I know where I put my pan. Obviously, I'm wearing oven mitts, and well, actually, I just need one for this pan. But this bunt pan has a nice little handle on it. And now let's see if I can take a look at our cake. And what we've got, I need a fork because it's a separate. Ooh, it's still. Yeah, needs it's still, more if it's still time. gooey, then you put it back in. All right. So I think what? Maybe another six minutes? Yeah, give it another six. Give, um, give it another six. I tend to, when this pan is smaller, I do it in like five or six minute intervals until it's done after that 10 minute pan. Amazon. Set timer for six minutes. Six minutes. All right, guys. So you'll have to come to the coffee clutch to find out the uh, final results. I will include a taste test on the podcast version of this call. Um, do we have any more raised hands? And if so, anybody that has not spoken yet gets first priority. Uh, no, Herbie, no raised hands. All right, guys, so if everybody can, of course, stay on mute, we are now going to have Tori's tips, and she's going to give us her tips and tricks with alternative methods for this recipe. Take it away, Tori. Okay, well, first of all, um, to veganize the recipe, all you really need to do is make sure your cocoa powder is a vegan-friendly one, um, make sure your butter is a vegan butter alternative and replace the eggs with some kind of egg replacement. My preference is to use um, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar per egg or a tablespoon of corn flour or cornstarch um, with a tiny bit of water in it um, as a replacement for those two eggs. The Apple cider vinegar actually works better, in my opinion. Um, if you want to make it gluten-free, then you replace your flour with a equal parts mix of um, a gluten-free flour alternative and corn flour slash corn starch. You want to do half the amount. So um, where it says three quarters of a cup, you want to do um, half of that as, as your uh, gluten-free flour option and the other half as the corn flour or cornstarch. The reason you want to do it that way is that the corn flour or cornstarch will make your cake lighter where um, just using the gluten-free flour will not. It acts to help it be like... Um, 
the the fluffy cake that we want it to be rather than uh, being flat if that makes sense yes it does oh, i might have tried the cornstarch method that would have been interesting but uh, all right thank you tori as always and by the way folks tori's tips is now a regular feature of herbie's cooking corner and uh, our, our goal here is to uh, not leave anybody out as much as possible. So thank you, Tori. All right, um, we've got just a little bit around 10 minutes of the call left. And do we have any raised hands? No, sir, we don't. All right, so now that I'm definitely getting some ideas for things to make, maybe we'll do the chicken pot pie next week because I do know actually how to make that one. And then uh, we'll do beef the following. So I think uh, we could actually do that. And then nut loaf. We did meat loaf, so we'll do a nut loaf. Yep, I'll cook vegan. And we'll also get tricks for Tori's veggie patties and sesame chicken. That'll take us through March and April if I do these calls on a weekly basis. I think that'll be a lot of fun because I know people really like these calls um so we'll see how things work out for my scheduling as well though but um i also think we could uh, do that um so the other thing like i said with the oven is i know janine likes to move the rack out again i do not recommend that method i think it's better to know where your oven rack is at all times one thing that probably is going to affect my cake is i remembered um I was trying a French dip recipe that called for a really big pot, and so I lowered my oven rack. And it's a little bit lower than what I like it, so I need to adjust that. But obviously, I'm going to do that when the oven is cooled down. I'm no moving racks while it's heated. I'm not going to do that. I usually of course. leave my racks in um, where they are as well. Right. No, I have enough a... trouble not burning myself on them when I know where they are. Right. No, the problem was that the pot was this particular big pot, like the way the rack was positioned and the lid of the pot, it was catching on the top of the oven. Uh. Yeah, that's why that was a problem. Um, but so I need to reposition. So I prefer just knowing where my rack is. Again, if you're going to do with the oven not heated, then um, you're going to make sure you factor in the extra time. But, uh, and I do recommend, you know, you don't have to actually face, like put your face in the heat. You can kind of just bend your torso down a little bit and keep your head up. But, um, that's how I, you should always bend at the knees anyway. Yeah. You should always bend at the knees anyway. So that's how I face the oven heat on and not burn myself. So. I've probably been, I've probably had more potential for accidents or whatever, taking stuff out than putting stuff in. So. Okay. Herbie, you have six minutes and three raised hands. All right. Let's get. I to just burned myself because I'm accident prone. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, guys? And real quick, if you burn yourself, again, learn from your mistakes so you can try to avoid them. Okay. Let's get to everybody. First, first is Janine. Janine. Okay, so with the oven, I do, um, I have really long restaurant gloves that give me the confidence to grab the oven and pull Amazon, it out. Amazon, stop. 
oven puller? Do you keep want going. me to wait for you? Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. So I pull it out and I use those. But one tip that Herbie didn't go over today that I use a lot when I'm using a bunt pan, which I did. I'm using a silicone bunt pan. Um, I've, I've started using silicone bakeware a lot more now, but I also have all my old stuff. But if you put it on a cookie sheet, it'll keep it level. And then you can grab the cookie sheet and mount the bunt pan. Um, because sometimes you might grab the bun pan wrong and you might put the mitt in the bun pan because it's a scalloped round, uh, scallop round, round metal thing you see. Uh, it's, so they're hard tip. to grab. So yeah, it's I just put a, it it's on a good a idea to do that if yeah. you're also, if you're doing like a really small casserole dish or something, mm -hmm. you can put that in mm -hmm. a, a cook, on a cookie treat. That can give people a lot of confidence for cooking. Just use a cookie sheet, put your stuff that you're cooking on the cookie sheet, like if it's a casserole dish or a, whatever you're doing to keep it left well. So that's that's my tip and that's what I did, but it sounds cool bunt pan that he can just grab. So I, I'm interested to know that one. But anyway, yeah, cool. like where do you get it? <laughs> yeah, so I got the I got my bunt pan from Walmart and it was just whatever one they had and I'll look to see if I can find the exact model, but it has like two extended handles on an extended like handle on each side for a handhold. So um, there you go. Okay, Kate needs a couple more minutes. Let's go to our next raised hand. Uh, I'm going to call on Peggy Ann next because she hasn't had a chance to. Nope, speak. she has not. Very well, Peggy Ann. Hi. Um I just have a quick question. What is the timing for cooking the cake? So it really depends on the pan you're using. This one looks like it's going to take about uh, 20 minutes roughly. Um, but you, it's one of those things that I would start with like 15 to 20 minutes and then just periodically check on it and uh, see how it goes from there. So the, the official recipe timing is 20 minutes, but if you're using a different kind of pan, you want to start at 10 and then check it every five minutes or so. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Jewel. Jewel, yes. Two quick questions. First, if somebody has ideas for future calls, where would they go to contact you? Excellent question. Um, you can always look for me on Facebook and all that, and uh, Twitter. I'm around there. I'm a lot on these calls. But if you email acbcooks at gmail.com, Courtney will forward me the recipe. Or if you email community at acb.org and ask them to uh, send me your contact info, I can get with you one-on-one -on -one and you can give me ideas that way as well, whichever your preferred method is. Awesome. The other question was, um, I know how to do it, but for people who may not have done cakes before, could you explain how to check a cake with a fork um, to see if it's done? Fork? Who needs a fork when you got nature's tools? No. Um, so I just stick the fork in the cake, and if it turns out gooey, then it, like if I sense some, feel some goo on the fork, then that tells me it needs a little bit more time. If it comes out clean, then you know your cake is done. You can also do that with a butter knife. Yep. So uh, that's also, how... Or if you have skewers that you or skewer skew, yeah. vegetables... Yep, or skewers work as well. Yep. Even a toothpick. Yep. Um, most recipes will say fork or toothpick. So 